What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 120 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? Not much. Just here um, with all of you enjoying this fantastic Saturday. Um, Had a really, you know, chill time. I was really, really doing well. It was not as... It was not as um, hot out here and actually got out into the yard and was doing some weeding. So it's just the fantastic, you know, parts of being um, being a, uh, a homeowner. So I'm excited. Well, you do live in California. And it's like 10 days to 420. So it's like, you know, <laughs> well, quite, quite a doing, pro, quite a pro, sir. Not doing all that. So. You're not doing that type of weeding? No, no, no I, I out there. I was out there. I had my hoe, and I was former dead. So I was, I was loving it. I was just, you know, taking the taking that hoe to town, you know, on them weeds. So, so it was it was good. Nice, nice afternoon of, of hard work. And then I came in, took a shower, and zonked out. <laughs> took a nap. <laughs> took a nap. And I worked in the yard in a very long time. So. <laughs> Okay, and of course, along with us, we got Trader Joe, and our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? I'm getting teased by GameStop, man. I, I, I need them to stop, so. <laughs> so. What are they teasing you about? Oh, they sent out an email saying, you have, like, so many games worth this amount of money, but the uh, Trade Boost weekend, for whatever reason, hasn't, like, uh, fully committed as of yet. Like, the trade values are still the same. And so I was, like, all hot to try to, try to dump some games to pre-order Returnal. So mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm hoping tomorrow that the, the trade values pick up the pace a bit, so... But like, were they supposed? Oh, the 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 trade values haven't moved, or the yeah, like do you okay. get an email saying, okay, this game's like supposed to be worth twenty seven bucks. You check the website; it's like you know twenty four or twenty three or whatever. So, and they currently got a promotion where they give you an extra twenty percent plus your ten extra ten percent to, towards like a number of different games, including Returnal. So it's like I was just trying to maybe knock that the uh, 69.99 price point for Returnal down a peg or two, you know, so. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about that on the show, like, you know, it's like, I don't know if this game's worth 70 bucks, but, you know, I sure as hell want to play it too. So it's like, you know, double-edged sword, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens though. Okay. We'll talk about it on next show, but yeah, my trading shenanigans, I'm just lying in the weeds, waiting to pounce, but I'm just waiting for the, uh, uh, GameStop to stop teasing my butt. So, <laughs> yeah, what games are you taking back? I made a little list. The one of the games is Zombie Army Four because it's a PS Plus game for this month. So, okay. and no sense in having a physical disc if I'm going to have it on PSN. So, mm-hmm. so. Okay. and just some other you know stuff that I own like Kakarot, you know stuff we talked about before in the show, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 11. It's like, you know, why I own these games if I'm not playing them, you know, kind of thing. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Right. I just don't want to be the gaming bulimic and sitting there like binge and purge, like, you know, be scouting at GameStop three weeks later looking for the same games I just traded in. So, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no more. Well, our first topic on the docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off this week? What you been playing, man? Uh, basically, just two games. Uh, kind of, we dropped the Borderlands Three like a hot potato. And, oh, uh, stop that! Hot potato. Hot potato. No, I'm going. I'm going to get back to it. Hell or high water, with or without you, sir. I'm going to continue potato. my adventures in Borderlands. So, but uh, we've been playing mainly two games, at least for me: um, Monster Hunter Rise and Outriders. So, yeah. And Monster Hunter Rise has been uh, pretty fun. I don't think we have been playing as much as I thought we were going to. I know we were playing pretty hot and heavy last week uh, as a group, you know, on there. At least me and Dez and, you know, additional of a few people on the on the docket as well on there. So even we played last week with you, right, Kev? I'm trying to remember if that was that yeah. long ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've been doing some solo, uh, soloing too. I've been doing my village quests as well. I went ahead and I got a leather uh, armor set to be able to do some gathering because that's uh, certain attributes to enhance gathering. And so uh, when I know I'm going to be playing at least some village quests and do some gathering quests, I break out that armor set and go to town and kind of use the opportunity to explore. I did finally find the uh, second camp in the first map. So I was grateful to find that. I still need to go ahead and kill a number of small monsters to get that done. But I really enjoyed what I've been playing so far. I mean, the traversal has been really nice. And, um, you know, I, I sign on every night for the most part because of the amiibo bonuses. So it's just kind of a ritual for me on that and um still enjoying the longsword um i might dabble with the maybe some additional weapons because i think out of all the monster in the games it seems like it's really easy to gather parts to do multiple weapons at the beginning and to be able to you know kind of play around with different weapon sets if need be it's not as so in- intrusive at least at the beginning you know to be able to you know make a couple weapons or use the starter weapon to kind of, you know, get a feel for a particular uh, weapon if need be on there. And I've been noticing too, the the kind of grind to uh, make armor sets is not as bad on there. I pretty much uh, was able to make quite a few different armor sets, at least the beginner sets. So. Cool. Cool. about how how you guys been? uh, Des, What's your uh, Monster Hunter Rise experience this, this past week? Uh, just playing it with you, mostly. Again, I'm really kind of sticking with the um, with doing the um, what is it? Doing um, uh, the 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 quests with you and our other friends. I mean, it's been a lot of fun uh, sitting there doing it, and and it's it's different than. Than what it was before, and that's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just it's just different, you know. And so, uh, trying to get used to what the asks are. I'm still trying to get used to the um, 
what was it? The um the 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 mousenaries. I'm still trying to get used to that. And so that's kind of a, a fun thing, just remembering that, hey, you gotta go do the mousenaries, you gotta go get your stuff. And so just just little things like that, that that I'm getting used to. Um I guess it would I mean you would consider it the um the not the I mean I guess it would be kind of the grind, but it's more so just like what you have to do, you know, to get to get your um your your materials in order to uh, play the game, really. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So, and I'm and and for that, I've been really enjoying it. Um, uh, trying to think, um, really, just trying to find a really nice armor set that I like as well. Um, I've been playing the bow, and I've been playing um, my sword and shield. I don't know what it is about the sword and shield, but I just absolutely adore it. I just I I'm a sword and shield main from uh from way back. I just really really enjoy it. And so one of the things that I'm trying to push myself into is to actually try using the 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 hammer, um and really trying hard to you know see how that um how 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 best I can do that. So again, like I said before, I always try to find one weapon that I can try um, before I really start, um, or a new weapon before I start uh, moving on to uh, so my, my old favorites. So for this one, it was going to be the bow, and it was going to be the, uh, the the hammer. But I always have the, um, I always have in the back of my mind my, uh, my sword and shield, because I just love it to death. So uh, have you been playing Monster Hunter at all? uh kev uh recently this last this past week <clears throat> sorry about that actually it's the only game i've been playing oh wow. uh yeah i've most like i said most of my time has been taken up with work working on my side project so okay. it's not like i've been gaming you know when i have free time most of it goes to to research and studying and learning new apps and all that wonderful stuff but when i do sit down to play and well that and like falling asleep on the couch because because the last couple of weeks have been kind of rough at work but uh when i have played it it has been rise i am um i am in rank four missions now i last night i've tried to I tried to hunt a Toby Kadachi and it just cleaned my clock. Uh, and basically the reason that happened, I think, is because, you know, in World, I was I was Captain Bo. And really Kadachi is really easy with the bow. You just have to stay out of his way. Uh, well a lot of those those intermediate monsters are easy with Bo as long as you stay out of their way. Yeah. So I never really studied his movements all that much. But now that I'm using a charge blade, I have to be kind of in his face. So now I have to remember what his his movement tails are. So now I, it's almost like I'm having to learn him all over again. Well, I, considering the fact that I never learned him at all, I just moved out of the way, <laughs> you know, and, and went after him at range. But um, yeah, it's I I've just been working with the charge blade. I opened up one uh, a switch skill, so I have the uh, I have the savage axe switch uh, switch skill now, which I think I kind of like it a little bit better than the um, and the way they have it they have it in this game is that you can either charge your 
shield with a savage axe or you can charge your sword. Uh, you can't have both of them like you could in World. But with the savage axe, it it does like addition. I think it does mount damage. I think I'm not 100 percent sure uh, when you hold down the attack button. So it's kind of like you're grinding through this this you know this these hard scales and bones and flesh and it makes this really satisfying you know grinding sound as you're hitting these you know three four or five ton monsters upside the head <laughs> you know it's kind of a crunchy sound huh? yeah so i've been doing that and the, earlier this morning i found a video that really explained a uh, great sword in Monster Hunter Rise better oh, right. than anything that I've seen thus far. And, and that includes like Ruricon and Eric's gaming. It really broke down how you're supposed to play it. You know, uh, you know, like the old saying, explain it to me like I'm five. Well, that's what this guy did. And I would shout him out if I remember because it's his, it's a channel. It's I think it's oh it's a guy named Sam Pham, P H A M, uh, is, is the name that he goes on. So it's Sam Pham. He did a great, uh, great sword tutorial on Rise. So like the secret with it, we're using great sword in this game. I'm I'm assuming these th these things worked in World. Uh, by the time I switched over to Great Sword, I had lost. I I had done everything I wanted to do in um, in uh, Monster Hunter World, so I really didn't delve in it too much. But basically, the charge, the shoulder charge, is your key to everything with Great yeah. Sword, which I what I kind of sort of figured. Yeah. But it by simply he broke down how you actually do it. And you can continuously do it if you if you by hitting the button presses and dodging. Like if you double tap the dodge button, as soon as your character gets up, they'll do the the shoulder charge. And uh, as you're charging up for an attack, you can do another sh shoulder charge until it gets you into the uh, the the one where they do the overhead yep. great sword attack. But in Rise, you actually have uh, armor in into that final slash. So if a monster hits you, it you can convert that into additional damage uh, on the attack. So you'll take the hit. Uh, you, it'll be reduced. You know, you'll, you'll take reduced damage, but you'll take the hit and you'll convert that to damage on the monster. And so he basically shows you how to go about doing it. And looping all the looping like basically three core combos, and as long as you do that, you pretty much can't get hit because every time the monster tries to hit you, you're either shoulder dashing to change your position, or you're shoulder dashing to attack the feet or the head. I didn't know this, but in Rise, uh, shoulder charging or tackling. A monster's feet does uh, does a stun damage, and a, charging the monster's head does even more stun damage. So mm -hmm. if you can hit the feet, and you hit the head with the uh, when you're doing your shoulder charge, you'll do stun damage. And if you can up your slugger to level three, then you know you're knocking these things you know basically 
shoulder checking the, <laughs> you know these four ton monsters, which actually looks kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I, now that I've, I understand how it all works, uh, I'll go back and start fiddling with the, uh, with the great sword again, but that's pretty much all I've been playing for the past couple for the past week or so. Okay. I'm glad to hear that you're back into the great sword though. I want to, I want to see you, you know, take some monsters out. Well, I mean, I it's I I still like I think the charge blade is still my overall favorite weapon in in compare you know both in world, well no in world it was the bow I I love the bow so but bow and charge blade were my favorite but I do like I like great sword I just could never um, in world it was just such a hard thing to master because you had almost no defensive maneuvers i mean you had like some kind of a block but you know it the blocks you were taking da chip damage yep. <laughs> you know you don't and if you use your guard points with the charge blade unless the monster is doing an amped attack you don't take chip damage so um and the the wire bugs give you some 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 mobility it's just that i got confused with the way that they were presenting monster hunter rise you know when they were showcasing the weapons and the beef beef footage that in that capcom showed of these guys leaping through the air and cracking down on these monsters you know from above um, i mean you can do that but it takes a whole lot of effort to do stuff like that and it's just much easier if you just shoulder check them yeah i've, <laughs> I've noticed that they give you a lot of stuff to use, but everything everything that I've been reading and everything that I've looked at and everything, it's like there's just like maybe like two or three combos that, that you really just need to do. And once you get these two or three combos down, you are just golden for the rest of the game. So it's just kind of like they give you it's like they give you a, a buffet menu, but you really only need like two or three items you know to make your experience really good. And once you get good at that, like once you get good, you know, as the meme says, then you don't really need to, yeah, you don't really need to worry about it. And I think that's what's interesting about it. Like, there's something you can do to be like an uber tryhard monster hunter, hunter, but you don't need to do that. And I think that's the, the main thing. It just depends on the special wire bug moves that you set in your like um, menu when you go to your box uh, before you start a mission. Cause, you know, if you open up the ability to be able to, uh, change your uh, weapon at will if need be, because at least I know with the longsword, I was able to vary between two different in like special moves and also my uh, normal attack as well on there uh, with the selection in the um, box as far as we're heading out on a hunt mm -hmm. on there. There's one particular setting that's hidden in there. And so I've been playing around with that with both the longsword and also with the uh, dual blades as well. So on there but uh you know anytime you hop on kev let us know because i know it's just really sucks because of the fact of the way the nintendo online system is that you know i can't get into a party right away with you if you're just grinding your village out or whatnot you know so yeah that's really that's really what i've been doing and it's weird because i got the the second skill as a, well, they, you know, the the village mission person told me, yeah, you need to go see 
my sister in, in you know in in the you know I forget what they call the on the multi the multiplayer hub. Uh, she has a request, so there was like a um, in one of those emergency requests that I had to do. Yeah, and that, yeah. yeah, and that's what that's how I unlocked the second skill. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure how I get to the third skill, which is the one I really want to get for uh, Charge Blade, because that's the one where it's like the pole vault move with the axe in axe mode, where he goes way up in the air and comes down with a super amped uh, attack smacking monsters upside the head uh from from above their head uh, so i kind of want to get that one but um you lose the the if you select that one you lose your the one that is like the the super the greatest block for the charge blade where the monster attacks you and it charges your all of your files uh all at the same time uh which is actually very useful I still can't. I, I. It's just like when I'm in the middle of the fight, I don't really think about my wire bugs all that much. It. it I kind of treat the wire bugs as like the clutch claw, you know. Like I only used the clutch claw in World when it was, you know, when the monster is leaving and I want to do a little bit more damage, you know, from a from a grapple attack, and I just have to try and remember to work the wire bugs into my attack repertoire. As which is not the easiest thing to do because I, I whenever I play this game, I, I, I think world. I haven't converted over to the rise way of thinking. Yeah, I mean, like with my longsword, all I do is hold ZL and hold the X button, and I do a particular slash where I do a dash, and it has a particular, uh, you know, closing move on there. And I could continuously, once my wire bug recharges, continue to do that move. It's part of my move set. So I just love the fact for that. So and I also too just uh kind of round up my Monster Hunter business. I did watch the Monster Hunter movie, so <laughs> how was that? It was okay. Yeah, I don't it was okay. No, we have anything to say about that, but <laughs> no, nah, I mean, there's some tropes from the movie. I mean, the whole uh, plot point about them being in Afghanistan or a remote location, army location, getting transported to the Monster Hunter world is kind of just a little bit tr over tripey, at least down here. And uh, Tony Jaw, which plays a hunter in the movie, he basically speaks speaks like the Monster Hunter language. So there's like a language barrier. He almost had like an alien mind kind of thing going on between Mila Jovovich and uh, Tony Jaw on there. So because uh, they didn't understand each other, and then lo and behold, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, they so they show Tony Jaw in a ship, kind of like the beginning of Monster Hunter World, and you had like. Um, the whole captain and everything, and they, they show uh, Diablos, I think, attacking them and knocking their ship off and stuff. And so Tony Jaws, like, kind of out in the wilderness, stranded on there. And uh, eventually what happens is that Mila Jovovich gets together with Tony Jaw. They kind of traverse the world and uh, find the captain that the, the, he, Tony Jaw got knocked off the ship with. And of course, the captain speaks English, perfect English, I guess, because this portal's been in existence for a, a number of different years. And the captain's played by Ron Perlman with a wig on. And basically, he looks like a uh, John C. Riley on steroids, basically, is what he looks like. <laughs> wow. So it, so it's great, huh? Do they have oh. palicos? 
Oh, yeah, there, there's a Pelico in the movie, the chef on there, and the fact they show towards the end that the chef's like busting up and uh, uh, breaking out a weapon. So, so okay. I mean, I, it's okay, it's okay. You know, it's like you know, I've I've definitely seen worse. It's not going to win any Oscars. I thought the special effects and bringing some of the monsters into. Uh, the cinematic universe, the Diablos and whatnot. I felt it was pretty cool in that aspect of the whole monster aspect of it. Just there's a lot of lead up with the, uh, like bringing her to that world and so on and so forth that, uh, you know, uh, it could have been better, but it could have been worse as well. So, so, so on a, on a scale of one to 10, uh, Diablos or, or wirebugs what do you give it like a stray like maybe uh 4.8 like a, like right in the middle you know i think uh, i mentioned on the discord is better than watching multiple episodes of moesha but it's like i hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> moesha what how dare you oh uh, when i went to go visit desmond i only watched one episode of moesha it's okay. how I, n- nothing you. against brandy nothing against brandy so how dare you 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 speak when you say her name, you speak with. <laughs> At least I have to watch like uh, Mila Jovovich getting a temporary tattoo and then having to deal with uh, <laughs> deal with the hijinks when her dad finds out, you know. So, oh my lord, you loved you loved it. Shut up, you loved it. You love sitting there watching Moesha with the snacks. Oh yeah, no, I got no problem watching TV. It's just I rarely ever do it nowadays. It's like it's almost like a treat in a way. So Ooh, I'm Joe. I'm so cosmopolitan. What's I'm television? so stuck up. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch episodic television. Look at me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I just watch okay. really crappy, really crappy video game movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Speaking of uh, um, mediocre plot and bad pacing, uh, oh, we're gosh. also playing Outriders as well on there. So Which I really enjoy. Like I, really yeah, I, 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 I've been enjoying playing the game. the The actual motif and the plot of the game. I mean, basically, I told Desmond this numerous times. It feels like I'm playing Red Faction Five, basically. So. And that's not a detriment. That's actually a good thing because I love Red Faction. You know, it's just like your double A, like, you know, I don't think it's not as grandiose as, say, a Destiny or anything like that. And, uh, but it's good. Drop in, drop out gameplay. What would you say? (laughs) I said it's better than Destiny. You're like, uh, I thought because you stopped stopped speaking because you were like, what? (laughs) It's better than Destiny? What? Huh? No, 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 it's not. I can't imagine playing this game for, uh, you know, 500 hours. I'm sorry, but I don't think the grind's that real with this one. I I can grind this game out. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, I definitely picked up the trickster. Um, Desmond had to create a new character, of course. So I had to um, figure (laughs) might as well uh, create a new character myself. And so I played the trickster. I know what, what character were you busting up, and I, know I was you, a technomancer. But I know I Des, played... you decided to and not carry over all your characters from the demo. No, I didn't. I I got rid of all of them. I I, I started over fresh. I don't know why I did that. 
but I did. But that's I what you know. do. It's all good. It's all good. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all good. I know there's nothing wrong with the Joe. I know. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. I know there's something wrong with it. That's great. I don't, I don't mind playing the beginning portion of the game again. I have no problem. Over and over and over and over and over again. Hey. <laughs> he said he doesn't care. Yeah. I don't care. care. I, I've told I told Desmond numerous times. It's like uh I'm hanging out with you and playing games. I don't care. I you know how many times in that demo I rinse and repeat those first like X amount of missions and so it's like I, I do definitely want to get beyond where I was in the demo though in the main game eventually. So yeah, I know I, when we're playing ahead, multiplayer right. me, you and, and Kev we started to dip into that uh, mission beyond the demo on there as far as uh, going out there with, oh, God, I forgot this guy's name, but the kind of guy that's Russian, Russian, Russian accent. Yakov, Yakov. yeah. Yakov no, Smirnov. Yakob. Yakov. Yakov, not Yakov. Not Yakov, Yakov Smirnov. Smirnov. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be with the, the, the writing that's in this game. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. writing is kind of the writing is kind of bad, but it's great. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, Outriders always pay what's owed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay. Like while he's dropping off a, a captain's dead head in yeah, front I of him. I just can't wait for. <laughs> I just can't wait for this to be a um, uh, what is it? A uh, what? Paul Wes Anderson or Paul W. Oh, Anderson dude, this, I this, Mila Jovich playing uh, playing the Russian woman, or the yeah. the woman. This world has got the crap. And you're just like, um, okay. Paul W.S. Anderson would knock the shit out of this movie. He would like make it his own and be like a B movie masterpiece, you know. So uh, granted, probably... it's not it's not gonna be like Megaforce or anything like that. So but Megaforce is awesome. You know Megaforce is awesome, yes. Yeah, so. But in, I actually played uh, Outriders 2. I created another character, and I've been playing on Xbox with the GH Radio crew. What? Awesome. What? So, yeah, I have, I have like a six character. I, I, I think uh, my trickster is named Phil Spencer, and so uh, I had to... <laughs> that is still hilarious. <laughs> that is still hilarious that you named him so, Phil Spencer. Yeah. Think, really? Really? Hmm. <laughs> uh. So my technomancer, his name is Jim Ryan, my character on the Xbox, so mm-hmm. quite appropriate. I, I just had to have, uh, you know, an equal on the Xbox, you know, as as well to my fill, basically. So. Obviously. I, I, I'm, yeah, sure, so I'm sure they're listening and they are super excited. Of course. <laughs> so that ends what I've been playing and doing. <laughs> you have been killed by Phil Spencer. <laughs> Yeah, Phil Spencer. He's out, out out in the field, ready. He's the trickster, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that apply, applies to both him and Jim. So yeah, I probably would say that. So he's angry at you for <laughs> for something. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more in the news because we got more Sony fat to chew on per se. But Des, what's that's all I've been playing. That's all I've been playing. Okay. That's it. Just those two games of all of them playing. So I don't. Um, I have nothing else to add. Um, Kev, you been playing anything else? That's it. It's just rise. So, our uh, up on deck. Our next topic on the docket is going to be our main event. All right, Des. For our main event, you got the mic, man. 
Alrighty, so for our main event, uh, I took it, I don't want to say I took it old school, but I was thinking about what um, what sports games, um, classic sports games, I guess they don't have to be classic, but what sports games um, were your friends, were your friends, or did you really, really like? Um, because I was looking at the charts, and one of the games that's that's constantly in um, or these these multi you know billion dollar or uh, franchises like FIFA and um, MLB the Show and all these other ones. I know Madden was huge for a long time, um, and so my question that I pose is like is like you know what are some of the uh, sports games that you really really like? So um, I wanted to put that out there, and we have a couple of folks. Um, so we're, I'm going to read their responses, and then and then we're going to give kind of our our walk down memory lane as well. Unless we got some new stuff. I know I know Joe is a huge sports fan. Like he he seriously loves sports games. So so I'm sure he's going to have a lot to add. So first we have uh, Willie D. So actually I'm going to read what Joe wrote because I think it's kind of funny. Joe says, um, "Sports fans!" Exclamation point. Let us know your favorite sports video game, past and present. We we want to know what sports video game titles hit that oh so sweet spot for you. I had to read that because Joe was trying to get his funny on. So Willie D from our Discord says, Does it get any better than NHL hockey on the Genesis with your brothers and friends? Hours and hours, laughs, fights, controversy. Seriously though, why did they remove the blood? I don't know. Um, and then he has a, he has a rating, which I think is great. It's Sega, uh, so Sega Genesis NHL over or greater than Sega Genesis Madden and FIFA over Tecmo Bowl over really over <laughs> double over or greater than uh, everything else. It's about nostalgia, and I have to agree. Okay, so so for me, I when you, when I saw when I saw that you put Tecmo Bowl or Tecmo Bowl, I was like, that's just. That was my that that was my shit right there. I loved Tech Mobile, and I'm not a huge fan of um, of sports games. Like I'm just not. So when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, Tech Mobile. Uh, but I never really played that much of any any other ones. Uh, what about you guys? Like, what are what are what are some of your classic like uh, football games? Was Tech Mobile on any of your lists? I'll go ahead and go first. Yeah, uh, go. yeah. no, I played the the shit out of Sega Genesis Madden, like when it first came out. I rolled seasons on there. Tecmo Bowl too, same thing. NES Tecmo Bowl, and then Super Tecmo Bowl on the SNES as well. On there, I like. You know, I had no. I don't really follow football all that much. In fact, I played more Tecmo Bowl during the 90s than I watched NFL, you know? So it's like I picked my team there. I think I was picking playing the Kansas City Chiefs and the Packers on there. So it's like it actually okay. made me, like, check out the Chiefs and the Packers when I had often chance had a chance to watch a football game. But both those games are just excellent, like, arcade sports games, uh, football games for sure. So what about you, Kev? So the only football game that I've ever played is NFL football for television. Oh, so wow. So you got like three or four offensive plays, three or four defensive plays, and you only really needed to play one play. Um, 
because that play was through the center. And then by the t- if you ran your quarterback far enough, you could throw the ball and make adjustments for whatever else you wanted to do. So, yeah, so that for football, it, it was NFL football for in television. There were no teams. It was just red and blue. Yep. And uh, you could pretend to be whatever player you wanted. <laughs> you could play to pretend to be whatever team you wanted because it was just the red team and the blue team. Or depending on the, the color saturation of your TV, it might be green and red or it might be blue and pink. It, it, it all depends on those old tube TVs. So, uh, Did they have a single player mode or a computer? It did not. Case? It did not. Unfortunately, they those did they didn't add single player versions of their sports games till towards the crash, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get get back to Toys R Us. Uh, one of my first jobs uh, was that they had all those old games, and they were they were selling them like like you know five five for five for a dollar or five for 60 cents, whatever ridiculousness they had. And I always, my intent was always to go back and get those games, but they didn't, but the single player was not added till towards the crash. They would re-released a lot of their classic sports games with single player modes. But the ones that I have are two player only. All right. Uh so yeah, so the next one we got is from John BT, who says, I didn't really have anything for this topic, but then I saw an article about Tony Hawk and realized that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is by far the best sports game since Tron Deadly Discs. Wow, okay. Um, so I kind of remember Tron Deadly Discs from the arcade, but I'm not sure. But uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, so I've played all of the Tony Hawk games, and I have loved every one of them. Even the shitty one that just the last one that came out before the remakes of one and two. Like I absolutely love those games, and I have tons of memories of turning on um, the cheats for like Moon Gravity, and then doing thousands and thousands and thousands of tricks, and getting thousands and millions of points and stuff, and grinding on rails for perf- with perfect balance. So. And I, I, I love them. I even I, I just I just really enjoyed the crap out of those games. Like I don't I don't so yeah, so when when I saw that you had put, you know, Tony Scott Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I was like, yeah, that's those those are some good damn games. Uh and you were for you were there for some of those uh those game sessions too, weren't you, Joe? We played yeah, that. I was. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I, I played this up up to like I think Pro Skater four and then uh like Project 8, and I, I didn't really care for, like, I didn't play when it got to where they were having, like, the crossovers with Bam Magira and that kind of crap on here with some of those oh, later Tony Hawk games. But the definitely the first four, uh, Project 8 was cool. Um, Thrasher Skate and Destroyer was really awesome, you know. If you want to go talk about, like, more of a sim type, that was a, a skating game from Rockstar that had a lot of, like... Uh, cool hip-hop in there because uh, a, lot, a lot of the skating games especially tony hawk had great soundtracks uh skate and destroy uh the thrasher scenes skate and destroy on playstation one like had a lot of like you know like african bambada on the soundtrack and a lot of good old hip-hop on there too so i definitely was uh, digging on that quite a bit so so and you know nes i don't know i don't forget did you guys play skate or die i played uh, yeah. a lot of skate or die so 
Yeah, I, I played it a lot. Wasn't there another one that came out too? That yeah, was... there's Skate or Die too. Yeah. No, no, no. Wasn't there another one um, that came out, but it was for surfing? Um, I can't remember it, but I think there was one that came out, but it was in the same kind of genre, but it was it was for surfing. I'm trying remember. to remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one on the links, uh, Summer Games. Uh, I forget what year. Summer Games, ninety three or ninety two, something like that. It had hacky sack surfing. Oh, that's uh, California games. I think, or California right? games. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. Because all I remember is just being like trying to trying to ride this wave in, and if you if you and 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 if you went over too high. You you'd like go ass up and you'd fall in and you'd have to always kind of jump up onto the wave and then back down jump up onto the wave and back down yeah I I remember yeah, oh. yeah. that that company was Epics and so they made like summer games winter games back in the day like you know talking about like eighty three eighty four like for Commodore sixty four and Atari fifty two hundred and Atari XL you know eight hundred XL you know at the time. On there, so Epics was a pretty good, you know, back in the day, like uh, um, '80s. Like you know, they released quite a few cool games on top of the of the you know Winter Games, Summer Games, and California Games series as well. So, yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So, so uh, Kev, do you have any couple? Do you have any couple of uh of uh sports games you want to add? So the, I had to think long and deep on this one, and, and I had to go back to NBA Live 95 for the Super Nintendo. I never owned it, but I rented it for a weekend, and I ran a, I, I think, I don't, I can't remember if seasons were a part of it, but I was the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they had, I, I think it was, it was, I can't even remember who was on that team. I, I was, was that before Kobe, or was it might have been after? After he joined the, I can't remember. But because again, I'm not a sports guy, so <laughs> I, I just rented it just just because it was just the thing to do, and I wound up playing it. And I actually enjoyed it, and it and the reason I think the reason I enjoyed it was you really didn't have to be all that familiar with the rules of the game. You just it it was it, it felt arcadey enough for me to really enjoy it. You know, now I'll never go in and play, you know, uh, NBA 2K uh, or any of these other sports games because they're straight up Sims. You got to understand the rules. You got to understand, you know, positioning, you know, what position each player is playing and how they all work together. I ain't about that. You know, the closest I'll cut to that is NBA Jam. But, um yeah, NBA Live 95 was good, and kind of going back to Intellivision, um, because all of their sports games were two-player, um, and if it were, I had to, some of the sports games you could actually play solo, you just had to be uh, uh, bidextrous, I guess, and be able to have one controller for the left hand, one controller for the right. Uh, a couple of the games that I could do that fairly well with uh, was NHL soccer, or not NHL, so, but whatever they called the the official soccer league back in the you know the early eighties, late seventies. Because in television was, was Pele or something? Or is that no, it wasn't Pele. No, it was yeah. that must have been Atari. It wasn't in television. Yeah. Um, the soccer you could do that with. 
NHL hockey, you could do that with, or I could do that with, um, because you only really controlled one person. Uh, and if I could just make that the goalie, you know, I could, ju- I'll just control the goalie on each, on each team and just try and block the shot. Or I could, I would switch up. Okay. The right hand will be the goalie and the left hand will be one of the players. And that would just be the guy you control and everybody else is just AI control. So I could play that. Um, and you could also get away with, I could also, cause again, as a young kid, I had, you know, pretty good reflexes. I could play uh, major league baseball that way. So, um, so yeah, those are the, really the only, those old school in television sports games. There's really all that I ever played. Uh, of course, not including the arcade, you know, NBA street, that type of thing that came along in the PlayStation two and later generations. But that's it for my sports gaming experience. All right, Joe, what have you been playing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, try to keep it brief but uh you know as far as different games obviously i'm a big baseball nut and so um starting out like from my youth playing like you know home run on the 2600 uh real sports baseball like i you know checked out mattel's like m network because i didn't own any television but i definitely enjoyed their baseball game on the 2600 so but towards the latter part i mean pretty much all the nes like baseball games are pretty awesome like you know, and they all kind of each play differently too like bases loaded play differently from rbi baseball play differently from baseball simulator 1000 that's the game where you could uh, like have your pitcher throw like actual fireballs like have them like uh, uh naval like you know actually fire on the ball and have superpowers that kind of thing so on there and uh and so there's just a ton as far as my favorites over the years um, I would say Earl Weaver baseball on the Commodore Amiga, you know, as a young youth in my twenties, that game got deep to where I was able to create players. And I ran like an actual league, meaning I was trying to sim all the games in the season, that kind of thing. So, wow, dude. And I got, I got deep. I, I had a, like a notebook and I was writing box scores down and kept statistics and all this other stuff. So on there, but, uh, yikes. You know, baseball games over the years, I, I just really enjoyed. I just, I for whatever reason, as of late in the last, like I say, 10, 15 years, I don't really play a ton of the sim games. I just don't have time. I don't make the time. It's like, you know, when I think about baseball, I watch baseball. You know, I don't sit there and try to sim. I've been always meaning to check out, out the park baseball on there to see. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy managing two in games, too, where I'm just watching the computer play and I'm just sitting there. You know, calling a hit and run, calling a bunt, and that kind of crap. You know, so as far as don't the other sports, a, don't you have a couple of Japanese baseball games too that that you imported in? That you're yeah, really... no, no, Japanese baseball games. The, the Konami made this series since like Super Famicom era. Uh, powerful pro baseball. Uh, they brought a couple of them out here in the U.S. on the uh, PlayStation Two called the power pros i think it was like power pros 98 where they you know it's like chibi little chibi characters but i used to 
um, play as the um, Tokyo Giants, basically. And I actually ran a season or two with Power for Pro Baseball in Japanese, mind you. So. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you picking one up, too. Um, from, no, we were, we were at PAX, and we went yeah. to the uh, Pink Gorilla, and you were like, you know, you were really kind of like, I want to buy this, you know, this this game. You know, should I buy it? Should I not buy it? Ooh, and that's just like, oh, okay, dude. So yeah, is... Konami secretly they they actually do a like a sim like more um, less arcadey because the powerful pearl is all super deformed bobblehead kind of guys, but they would bring out one each year with the Japanese leagues with all the teams, all the stats and everything, just like if it was a U.S. release or something like that. I kind of wish they continued to release the Powerful Pro series here because it was. I just loved the way with the way those games played because they were had some sim elements, but it was still kind of like the NES and SNES baseball games of old on there where there was some statistical elements too but at the same time uh, it still had that nice arcadey feel too as well so it kind of had a good mix on there so yeah cool. you know when i got together with like my friends you know like uh uh like jerome me and him would like you know basically play where if anytime anyone scored a run uh, i had to we had to take a shot you know basically so. no okay <laughs> so that was fun yeah so you ought to stay drunk, huh? Playing games. <laughs> Silly. I so what, any, other, any other for, games? Um, what? Any other games? Oh, I was going to mention too, like because during the like Will Will D kind of hit the nail on the head. Like if I was going to be playing any sports games, it had to be like eight and sixteen bit sports games. I mean, come on. I mean, ice hockey on Nintendo. The bomb. I don't know if any of you fine gentlemen played ice hockey on the NES or not, but no, uh, do not remember quite, it. Quite good. In fact, uh, I should buy it and we should play it at some point. But <laughs> oh, Blades okay. of Steel as well. Konami is like because Konami oh, yeah. had uh, like a good like uh, sports games going on on the NES between Double Dribble, Blades of Steel on there. So I just remember Blades of Steel like something would happen and then the, everything would stop. And they throw off their gloves and they start fighting. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's NHL hockey. That's what Will was alluding yeah. to with that's EAs. I mean. Just, I yeah, I mean, that. EA, they used to have where you knocked the other player out and the other player lied on the ice where blood was coming out, you know, and then you have to bring an ambulance out onto the ice <laughs> to take the other player away. Same thing with Madden. Madden, if you knock... There was sometimes be an injury and you'd see an ambulance on the field to take the player out and that kind of thing. So I just kind of missed those days. Is it? Uh, so. so for me, oh, sorry, Joe, you have any others? No, I mean, that's pretty oh. much it. Okay. So for me, there was, there was three that really kind of stuck out. Again, I'm not a sports guy. I don't play a lot of sports games and I've played some sports games with Joe because he has them and 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 we I remember us playing some stuff on the Super Super NES when he had his Game Genie so and so a lot of the Japanese stuff but the ones that I remember and this was this was when I had um, my NES and it was uh, pro wrestling I I loved pro wrestling on the NES I thought that game was just just the bee's knees I was like yes this is awesome I am. I am the the lizard man. I'm gonna bite your head. I'm gonna throw you off the ring. I just, I just absolutely adored it. Um, and I've and I've kind of been a fan of wrestling games for 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 a long time. 
Um, because one of the other ones that I really liked was Def Jam Vendetta for uh, GameCube. So I don't know why I liked that game, but I thought that that was just just a fantastic, silly ass, you know. Uh, I, I don't know why you know we're wrestling in a club, but whatever, you know. It just like that whole series, uh, Vendetta, Fight for New York, and Icon, like all that stuff, just made no sense. It's just like it made. Like that whole series just made no sense, but but it just it was just fun. Like they were just really really fun. And then my last game is uh, NBA uh, Street Volume Two, and I think mostly I liked it because the soundtrack was on point. The soundtrack was fantastic, and so I remember my I remember playing playing it, and then you know doing the big jumps and doing the 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 super crazy uh you know over the top dunks and everything. So I remember doing that stuff and just being like this is fantastic, you know. So so for me, uh the reason why I'm playing a game like that it's because there's something going on. You know, there's just something uh there's just something that that just seems super fun that I'm going to that I'm going to play and 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 there's some some other element, you know. If it's just a sim like um like kev was talking about like i, I don't want to play that like that's that's kind of boring to me i want to play something that has more more to give and and you know nba the street like it it just it just was fantastic like it just it just it, like the soundtrack was just great like it was all that it was all the stuff that i wanted to hear it was all the stuff that i wanted to play it was just a really good fantastic game so so yeah, I didn't even know we were talking about wrestling. I could probably go on for a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, because there was that one female wrestling game from like Konami or something that was Rumble Roses. Yeah, yeah Rumble Roses was another fantastic one. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. A lot of uh, fan service in that game. A couple of games they had, they had Rumble Roses for PlayStation Two, and then Rumble Roses XX for the Xbox 360. So I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wrestling those... games, man. I don't know if Kev, if you played around with a few or not, but uh, just Rumble Roses. I never had it. Just played it uh, as as Des would say over at your house. Uh, I played uh, and I enjoyed it. Um, but as far as the other wrestling game was, I can't remember. Was it Vendetta that that Snoop Dogg was the villain in? Uh, I think that was Fight for New York. Fight for New York. Well, it was the one with Snoop Dogg. That was my favorite Def Jam wrestling game. Uh, I had that for PlayStation Two, and whichever one where Snoop was the the villain in, I thought that was that was that was super dope. Uh, you had the moves actually the the moves the, the the mechanics of the game were actually good. They just did. They weren't just relying on the fact that they had you know the top rappers in the game at the time in in the video game there wasn't a you know one of those you know trash games but hey you can play as your favorite celebrity whoever it was actually a well-built game behind it and so that one yeah uh, fight for new york yeah, yeah fight for new york was which was fantastic. the sequel which was a sequel to vendetta mm-hmm. um but yeah i agree 100 percent too so it that's sucks really that the developer of that series, Aki, <laughs> people have been wanting them to make another wrestling game. And, you know, they, I don't know if you guys know their storied history or not prior to the no Jam games, but uh, 
Yeah, um, they started doing games on the um, N64. They did like the WCW versus the World wrestling game, and then they did WWE No Mercy on there. And, you know, uh, for whatever reason, I just never cared for like, you know, acclaims like WWE games on home consoles. They're all ass, basically. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. claim. It's a claim. Yeah, I know, I, mean, I know, but Aki came with the business. I don't think uh, I ever played a good acclaim game. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, acclaim is just uh, that seal of quality. Maybe Wizards and Warriors back in the day, but that's about it for them in my book. But yeah, Aki, they, people love them. And so they did those one WCW game, one WWE game, and then. Uh, they wound up working on the most of the Jeff Def Jam games. I don't think they did icons. So. But after that, because of the fact that WCW folded and then it went back to WWE, that uh, they weren't allowed to work on wrestling games anymore. Or, you know, because this other co- Japanese company called Yukes was developing all the WWE games, which Yukes is good, but they're no Aki for God's honest truth on there uh yukes created like uh token retsuden the uh japanese like league and they would have the new japan pro wrestling games on the playstation one and and also on the two that were just like chef kiss like beautiful great games but when wwe got a hold of them and they started doing smackdown and uh, some of the mainline wwe games it was it was okay but it wasn't the greats on there yeah, but then Aki, because of the fact that you know EA didn't want to do any more uh, Def Jam games, uh, they went on and they just work on whatever. And they're the creators of of all things on the uh, DS and and 3DS, the Style Savvy series of all things. So, Fantastic games. Yeah, if you ever wanted to, like yeah. you know, become the queen of the fashion world and to be able to, you know bust out with uh, your um, you know dress designs and whatnot that's the way to go but that's Aki and I know that uh, AEW is working possibly with Aki to create their wrestling game coming out pretty soon I know they're in development with it so no, if, paid, if they're not working with Aki directly they're working to create something in the similar style on there so people gotta get paid Joe that's all I mean. you know it Unfortunately, so they gotta make these games that get paid. So. Yeah, N- nothing wrong with style savvy for sure. You know, I liked it. <laughs> so I, I have, I never played it, but yeah, I think I played it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I remember us going and trying to get, oh, trying to trying to find it. But anyway, it's not a sports game. Although if you think competitive shopping is a sport, well then yeah, who knows? But um, so that's it for for. For uh, the main event, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to come in and say something uh, on on our Discord or in our Twitter. Please uh, join and have a conversation with us. Uh, the next uh, question I had is is uh, what are your thoughts about mobile gaming? We have a we have a news item coming up, you know, later that Joe's going to touch up touch on about, and we wanted to know like are you are you a fan of mobile games? Do you play mobile games? And if you do play mobile games, like what is your favorite type of mobile game to play? You know, do you play the time wasters? Do you play the strategy games? Do you actually pay for your mobile games and actually actually game on your mobile phone? Um, and I know Joe will, will most likely, you know, um, you know, uh, 
make this question sound better. He'll use his magic of editing to make it sound better. But but yeah, we really want to have a conversation about mobile gaming, you know, and if it truly is the future of gaming. So, uh, or one of the futures of gaming. So, uh, thank you again. And without further ado, I'm going to turn it back over to Kev. All right. Well, next topic on the docket is going to be our vessel line. So for those who are new, uh, typically what the Vessel Line is, is we take some of the comments and topics that are discussed in our Discord server, and we mention some of the entries about them on the show, and the idea behind this is to uh, tr hopefully try and garner some interest of our listeners to joining our Discord server. Uh, typically all the stuff that I would normally be sending to Twitter, I'm sending to our Discord server. Me personally, I'm kind of taking a major step back away from Twitter because it, it's just kind of turned into nonsense. So uh, it, at least it, it at least for at least for the topics that I follow, including gaming. So uh, but basically, that's exactly what the Vessel Line is. We're just kind of giving you like an excerpt of some of the discussions that go on on our Discord channels. And hopefully they entice you to be to kind of want to join in the discussion. So the first one that we're going to mention is a post from Will D uh, mentioning the ship that was blocking the Suez Canal, that that freighter. Uh, I'm assuming it got uh, corrected and it was it able did, to, it to get to its destination. Mm -hmm. Had to dig it out. But uh, Will D says the ship blocking the Suez Canal. Loaded with consoles, GPUs, and CPUs. Guaranteed, LOL. And it, it, it ain't no telling what was on there. Uh, um, it was a genuine do we know? ship. Uh, huh? I know Limited Run Games stated that uh, that they were supposed to publish Doom 64 for the different consoles. And uh, the Suez Canal blockades delayed the game from being released. So oh. it was directly affected. So There you go. The, see how all things are connected, including the Suez Canal. Although that's a major trade route, so yeah, in a way that's not surprising. So there was a 4K and gaming discussion. Uh, there was a link posted to an article on PC Gamer talking about uh, ray tracing uh, functionality. I think it was a, a comparison between NVIDIA and uh, AMD Radeon cards. So Will D posted, here is a prime example of why consoles are at least another generation away from 4K Ultra 60 frames per second. Cyberpunk absolutely destroys the 6900 XT and without even without ray tracing. I know, I know, it's just ray tracing, but I really like it. It helps with the immersion. Then you look back on older games and notice the difference it made. You gotta love TV companies pushing 8K. But honestly, nowadays, I wonder if it is the TV display tech that is pushing the gaming industry and not the other way around. So Gerald responded, yeah, there are at least they, they are at least a generation away from proper 4K60 without compromise. Also, yeah, I laugh at that TVs at, at laugh at TVs that advertise 8K. That sounds really far away, but I do like that TVs are doing the whole 120 hertz thing and the VRR on some TVs in the HDR and Dolby Atmos. Nice features have come a long way. I hope it keeps getting better. And then I mentioned uh, when, they were, when they were talking about TVs, 
And I mentioned that the A90J is the early contender of best TV of 2021. Its gaming modes are just not as strong as the LG, but $3,000 for a 55 inch is just nuts. Nope. And Gerald mentioned, yes, sir, that is why I will buy the LG instead of the Sony, especially if I am going to hook up a PS5 Pro or an Xbox Series Triple X. And Will D said, I can't, I, I can't justify three grand for a 55 inch and four grand for a 65 inch. Those are Apple prices. And I wholeheartedly concur. I will say the thing is that for me, ray tracing is not a big deal. I, I think ray tracing, the, the tech, the way it's being, the way it, that I've seen it. Now, again, I don't have a 4K TV. I have a, my, uh, well, we, we do have a 4K TV, but it's in the other room that I hardly ever use it. But um, what I've seen of 4K, um, everything just looks like it's wet. <laughs> I mean, it looks like everybody's in a wetsuit. And, you know, everybody just got out of a rainstorm or a monsoon. And, you know, that that's just what I see when I see ray tracing. So, I mean, I think that the tech is going to mature and, and improve as time goes on, probably at a very rapid pace. But ray tracing for me, eh, I, I, I don't need it. Um, consoles... I'd agree. Are probably we're we're probably a generation or two away from 4K ultra 60 frames per second. But again, it's a console. I mean, the tech is always going to be a little bit behind in in some in some ways because these companies could you know the PS5 could do you know 4K 4K 120 at ultra, but you'd probably have to pay twelve hundred dollars for it, and nobody wants to do that. Yep. <laughs> you know, we were we we balked we 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 you know pausing at five hundred bucks. You wanted you want to tell me that you're gonna have to pay double or triple that, you know, to get and that's what you would have to do in order to get a console to perform on the level of a high end PC. And the mass market is just not ready to do that. So, you know, folks, you know, you go in knowing that there's going to be compromises made with a console. So, you know. Mm-hmm. 4K, 60, Ultra, you know, who knows what's going to be, who knows what, what high-end PCs are going to be capable of by then. So, you know what you're getting when you get, when you, when you, when you go the console route. Um, so, did you guys have any comments on anything that was mentioned thus far in, um, our, in I, our Discord server? I didn't only because I don't, like, I, again... High res had high res hatred here. I don't really <laughs> see the difference. And so when you said when you said they look wet, I mean that totally clicked in my head. I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> that is what ray tracing looks like. So mm-hmm. so for me, I think you're spot on. And like I I'm fine with 4K. I think 4K is is good. I I'm looking at 4K mm-hmm. stuff, and 4K is working for me. But I just can't see myself. You know, spending you know four bills on a TV, you know, for that. I'm still rocking my my TCL, and I'm four or four series, and I'm I'm good. I'm good. So I don't. I can't see myself going and doing anything else. Not at the moment now, anyway. But. Well, you're not talking about you know. You just bought a nice TV for your living room, which you could equally game on. But 
Yeah. I'm not going to do that though. And that's yeah, that's the thing. Like I, 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 that is a mixed use television. So <laughs> that I bought. You, you, so. you got a pretty big, good mixed use television though. So exactly. And yeah, Des bought the high sense, Kev. So yeah, I bought a, the I bought which a one? Uh, the Quantum. Um... I think you got the H9. I think. Yeah. The H9F. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think that's the one. Yeah, I that's that's the same one my mom has. It's a really good TV. It, it's not great for gaming. No. But no. for if you're watching movies and watching cable, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, well, we actually got the H nine G is what he just got. Oh the so. G. You got the G? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one, yeah. Oh twenty twenty okay. twenty. Oh, oh it's 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 considered the twenty twenty one model, yeah. Okay, because okay, the H9F is the 2020 model. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't even know the 21s that, that Hisense had released the, the 2021s yet. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's the that's the one my mom that my mom has, and she loves hers. I, I'm, I'm actually the one that convinced her to get it. Uh, shout out to uh, Quantum TV for doing his review on it, because that's what <laughs> that's yeah. where I went to to uh, for to get. Uh, the idea that that would probably be the best TV for her. Uh, so anyway, it didn't cost a, cost a min. And and again, when I mentioned the A90J, the A90J is the flagship, is like the Sony flagship. It, it, it's still probably, and you know, the Samsung's prices are just as high for their flagship TV. So, you know, but the problem, the the thing is that the A90J is doing is that it, their their processor, their central processor, because I think it has to do with Sony's involvement in the movie industry, is from from the reviews and uh, Quantum has done this and other even uh, and other reviewers have talked about this, that if you're looking for a high end TV for movies then you're just you're not going to do any better this year than the A90J. I mean, you're going to pay for it, but um it it's it's supposed to be absolutely fantastic. The where it lacks though is is in gaming and that's kind of one of the reasons why uh I you know that that 3 grand I was like, "Hey, that that's uh. <laughs> even if it was the best gaming TV on the market, I'd have to look at that and say, eh, "I don't think so," but um that's when you know, I'm looking elsewhere for for my next tv and so uh oh did you guys have anything else to talk before we move to our next discord topic i do oh, not uh for me as far as tvs i'm just waiting for the sweet spot so i'm you know i have a vizio i have a vizio quantum p i believe a 2018 model and so i for me i want the um all the bells and whistles on my next set. So I want VRR. I want 120 Hertz. I do want uh, uh, G-Sync. I want FreeSync if I can also get it as well on there. I want all the gaming um, bells and whistles on there. I, you know, I might decide to do OLED. It just depends on the price. I'm thinking for me on a 65 inch, I think 1500, 1800 is probably my max. So Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if I'm gonna be busting grabbing the Sony or getting any crazy ass like you know 77 inch OLED or anything like that. So, so I just want to you know have a next step up from the TV I own because the uh, Vizio Quantum the P I have right now the HDR is pretty good and uh, even though it's only 60 hertz panel, 
um, it has pretty good like response rate and that kind of thing as far as uh, there's no a lot of delay or anything like that as far as playing games and I, I really like my TV so okay well all right so our next topic in our discord server that we're going to bring to this section of the show is uh, there's I mean we can't even get you can't even get uh, PS5s and series S's and X's in the sh- in the stores and there are there's already talk about what they what folks want out of a PS5 Pro or what? I would just assume a series double triple X <laughs> whatever yeah. so there was an article on Tom's guide and they were talking about uh, how playing their PS5 makes them wish that uh, that Sony is working on a PS5 Pro so um Will Gerald actually posted that article. So Will D's response was, my general thoughts and by no means directed at you, Gerald. I don't think that a pro model will overcome this hurdle. Even if they decided to run dual chips, AMD doesn't have ray tracing baked in. The PS5 and the Xbox Series X aren't even hitting the equivalent of an RTX 3080, and nor should they given the price of entry. Over the last two console generations, I feel like Microsoft and Sony have done a huge disservice to gamers by bending the truth regarding the capabilities of these consoles. Maybe the PS6 and Xbox Series X squared or X2 will see true 4K 60 frames per second with ray tracing, but don't hold your breath for ultra settings. It's the it's the na- it's the nature of the beast, the trade-off of consoles. And Gerald says, yeah, no, I was just pointing out that a pro model is inevitable. Also, I agree with you. I was telling Joe that I was going to wait for the pro model of the PS5, just making friendly conversation, that's all. And then I mentioned, I ain't ready to hear about a PS5 Pro when folks Mm -hmm. can't get a hold of the model there that's already out. That said, I'm hoping for the pro and 1X versions of these boxes doesn't happen. It just adds that extra layer of game development hurdles that really isn't needed. That said, when the PS5 Pro is announced, I'll be the first one in line to pre-order, unless they're day and date on the PC, which I believe will happen. Hashtag steak dinner bet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Will D says, it's like the NVIDIA and AMD saying, hey, here's a 3080, sold out. Hey, here's a 3090, sold out. Don't worry, we're making a 3060 and a 3070. Sold out, sold out. Rumor mill, rumor mill 3080 Ti on the horizon in a few months. And don't forget, all of these consoles and GPUs are stuck in the ship in the Suez Canal. Y'all need to come off that. <laughs> Dude, that's mean. It's true, but it's mean. So John BT says, personally, I just want to know what Microsoft will call their pro version. The Xbox One Y? Or maybe they could do do it like a like a knockout punch and be the Xbox One too. Mm. And Joe mentions the Xbox Series Double X followed by the Series Triple X. <laughs> and Will D says, "I'll wait for the Triple X <laughs> or the X X cubed." The X cubed. Yeah, y'all so, are out of control. And so there was also a discussion about Outriders, and uh, Will D posted, I'm still playing through the demo. Unfortunately for me, it just feels very vanilla. Sometimes vanilla is good, but right now I need double chocolate fudge with Kit Kat bars or Snickers bars, or at least vanilla with something. Strawberry, strawberry, bacon, something. (laughs) 
go to Five Guys good. right now and get a damn shake. <laughs> I mean, add, I have to. I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe. Add that bacon. Yeah. No, no. no so I any think comments right, about this? Say that again. Any uh, comments Kev? about what 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 we just what I just went over? I think he's right. I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm I. I I guess I don't hate to say it. Like I'm I'm enjoying my time at Outriders. I we're gonna talk a little bit in the news about the um, some of the stuff that's going on with it and it's and it's crazy ass updates and and everything. But I am enjoying my time with it. Like I'm I'm having a really good time. So and I just keep thinking to myself, well, you know, Destiny was kind of a shit show when it when it first popped up. So um, maybe this will maybe this will have you know um uh maybe when the when when the creators and the developers find their their footing and they find that sweet spot they can really kind of get into it um i do think that it's fantastic that they are like actively engaging with with their community and the people that are playing their games i think that's fantastic and that they're actually uh listening and 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 updating stuff now you know, I understand that when you update stuff, you might have a little craziness, you know, afterwards or there or or one fix might down the road lead to something else breaking. Like I totally get that. So I'm here for it. I hope I wish them the best. Um, and I'm gonna continue to play it. Um, I think this is one of those games that I I guess it's I hear uh, I hear a lot of people, you know, complaining about triple a games this and triple a games that and blah 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 but then you have you know uh, a gaming studio who's out here trying to do stuff you know whether you know and and i'm just i'm just here to support them you know i'm i because i like what i'm i like i'm like i like what i'm playing i like what i'm seeing and and it's fun so so i'm here for it so i mean this is this is what you want you know you want to you want a new ip you want you know new new things this is it you know let's this is this is an, an ambitious game so let's you know let's just cool our heels you know and just and just allow them to find their footing and keep going and i'm so happy that it is not a games for service you know well so. it is now well, I mean, well, well, a game on a service. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think that's the weird thing, and I guess they're doing that for like I don't know if they're. I, I, that's the one thing that I that I, that I do think is kind of weird is like why I need an internet connection. But again, um, they must have a reason for it, and I'm gonna hope that it's not some something nefarious. You know? I have a feeling it will turn into games as a service if they don't meet certain that. financial goals. Oh, uh, I, I, I I gotta believe that. Because I mean, when they, when this thing was was set up, it's, uh, they Outriders is going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And well, okay, yeah, you're saying that, but the way that folks are describing the end game, it sounds like freaking Destiny. Well, people and, have already beat the game on. I've seen on Twitter already. I've seen in in credits and stuff. So. Yeah, but I mean, you're going back to do your in-game in grind. There are some weapons and gear that you're not going to be able to get uh, your first time through. There's, And it just sounds to me that they have left, through the design of this game, the way they've designed it, they've left that port open for gas. 
if things if their financials don't turn out the way in my opinion you know un un uninformed opinion that i have about it if the financials don't don't turn out the way they want them to they have a means of injecting gas into the title uh, i hope not like i hear you though i hear you though and that is and and i know you're playing devil's advocate and and we can hope for the best but the reality is you know these these companies don't make these games just to like give up money. Like they're like, Hey, you have an idea for a game. Here's some money. Go make it. It's not making any money. Oh, well next time it's like, no, they need to make their money. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they're not, it's not mm-hmm. one of those things where they, where they immediately have to do that. Like I just pray that that's not the case. I, I just think it's open-ended for the fact that they could sell DLC later on if they want to, you know, so. I mean, oh, definitely, definitely. But I just hope that it, does, it doesn't become, like season yeah. one of Outriders, season two, you know, year two, you know. I mean, all that I think that's business. what's going to happen, though. You know, but I, I mean, they I could hope... they could put seasons on the DLC, DLC season one, a new story. You know, DLC DLC season two. You know, a new hope. But I really hope that they would. I really hope that they would instead of doing that, they would just make Outriders two. And then continue that, like, and I think that's one of the things that I just can't understand. Is this why 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 does stuff now have to be like a season? Like, why do I need? Why can't we just have a trilogy? Like, could you imagine Mass Effect if if they did that with Mass Effect and you just had Mass Effect and and two and three were just were just DLCs? You know how weird that would be. You know, it's like just make why make a sequel. Like, I get it. Like, people don't want to make a sequel. You know that they. they because they already have these assets or whatever, but geez, like make a sequel, it's fine. You no, know, if, if the it's product like a novel, good, you know, it's a will... book. You know, it's like then you're gonna just have additions to the book versus just writing a new book. You write, yeah. write a new book, you know. Exactly, and I'm just like, just, just, I, I don't know where, I don't know where people got scared of sequels. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know where that happened, when that happened, or why. But it's like, just make a number two. It's fine, you know. Yeah, I'll put on my conspiracy cap. There's a reason that Xbox wanted that game on Game Pass. I'll just say that it it sounds like it could, it would really be easy to inject a Game Pass positive model into what that game is and the way the way that game is designed right now. You know, and they could just say, "Hey, you know, you already got it on Game Pass. What's an extra five, ten, twenty bucks to get, uh, you know, season one point one point two? So, <laughs> I have a question, you guys. So the people can fly. Are they owned by Sony or, 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 or sorry, uh, Square Enix, or did Square Enix just 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 release the the um? Or Square Enix just released the game. No, they're all, they're a whole separate thing. So, so because because the one thing that I fear about that is at some point, you know, Xbox is going to acquire them, um, and that's one of the things that I worry about is like because they're buying up all these smaller studios, you know, and if they're going to put this on on if it does well and it's on Games Pass, what's stopping them from like picking it up and, and then and then putting it on Games Pass and then you know gassing it up? So that's that's the thing that I'm like, ugh, you know, people can fly are actually owned by Epic Games. So oh, there you go. Whew, never mind then. Yeah, no well, that doesn't that mean business. that Epic can't tell them, hey, you got to gas this thing up. Our numbers weren't hit. Uh, that that doesn't mean anything because Epic wants that mo- wants money just like all these other publishers and yeah, companies you're right. do. You're right. 
So they, they can have, have uh, them change change it up if they need if need be. Yeah, they right. have uh, six studios and they employ about three hundred people worldwide. So yeah, so there you go. Cool. Well, all right. So thanks for everyone who continues to be active and uh, post interesting comments on our Discord channels. And I'll mention how you can be a part of the conversation towards the end of the show. But right now, next on deck is our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, you got the mic. All right. So we're just talking about Outriders. So we're going to keep the Outriders love or... I don't know about the hate. There's no hate. There's just all love going on. Uh, some Outriders players are reporting the continuation of a worrying inventory white bug that's in some cases has wiped out nearly 100 hours of investment into the game. So uh, Outriders' first big patch went live this past week on PC and PlayStation 4 and this morning on PlayStation 5. And uh, some players soon reported that their entire inventories had been wiped on here so uh one guy was posting his level 50 gear his 94 hour devastator uh basically he was planning on leveling his last piece of gear to 50 and me and my two friends were celebrating our build completions and everything's gone like 94 hours down the drain on here so mm-hmm. and so another effective player said 30 years gaming i never spent 50 plus hours in the game to be wiped out with nothing looks like encountered the uh, dreadful gear wipe bug on there some people uh, stated that they'll stop playing outriders until this inventory glitch is fixed and call for people can fly to add a warning to the game that appears upon login so yeah people were kind of not happy about this so and this past Thursday, People Can Fly says working on restorations for players who are affected by the inventory wipes on there. And uh, according to their uh, last night's update, this was as of two, two nights ago, that they fixed the multiplayer crash that can result in client players having their inventory wiped. But it has not done the trick on there. So they have issued an apology saying it's continuing to do all it can to sort things out. We're aware and deeply sorry that some users are continuing to encounter an inventory wipe. We're doing everything we can to resolve this issue, both server and game side. Our plan is to still work on a restoration for all affected accounts on here. But this restoration plan has added further stress to players who have invested so much time into their character builds on there. So players are spending a lot of time and effort trying to obtain items with god rolls that will push their character to optimal heights on here so and then obviously you know as we experience in the demo the god roll grind is one of the cheap pursuits of in-game players on there so so we'll have to see i know uh it was stated that uh, that's still not fixed as of the recording of this show so we'll have to see what happens with all this but you know hey if i'm not going to play anthem because it might break my ps4 i don't know if i want to play too far along into Outriders. We haven't really played too much into the game, mind you, but uh, I just don't, don't, what do you guys feel about this as far as having a possibility of some of your weapons disappearing or your entire inventory going? Uh, It sucks. It definitely sucks. I mean, I don't, like, I I mean, I'm not, again, like you said, we're not super far in the game, so I don't think it would really affect us too much, but like, Ooh, I'm sad for the folks that that really like were just 
you know, kicking ass and taking names. Like, that's just terrible. I'm so sorry for y'all. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Fantasy Star Online because I had an issue back in the day on GameCube where the sometimes the game would wipe out your save for whatever reason. Uh, and I had like a level 70 character go bye-bye. I had a level like 129 character go bye-bye. So I had the save wipe happen multiple times to me in PSO. Oh, oh no 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 no! That was because I actually went in and and hacked your system and got rid of your your stuff. So that's that's what that was about. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Here's I'm the thing gonna, that I'm gonna put a jihad on you, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's the here's my question though. As as many hours as people people did in the demo. And not everybody did this. I know I didn't do it. I mean, I, I got one legendary. I got my uh, slab of beef submachine gun. Yeah. Uh, but as many hours as people put into this, was was this something that came in a post-game release patch? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Then that, yeah, this, then was, that uh, was, this was a new patch that was going. That's what I'm saying, the... And no, and they didn't discover this. No, that's the problem. It's like they fix one thing and then something else pops in. So that's why I'm like, that's why, that's why I kind of was wondering like how big the studio was, you know, because there's just there's just these little these little insignificant things, and they're trying to fix this, they're trying to fix that, and then another problem pops in, and then another problem pops in. So and I get it, you know, fixing stuff and 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 data testing and 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 testing all this stuff is it's got to be crappy but jeez people you know i'm just like you know i don't know i feel bad i mean i feel bad for them but at the same time y'all should have picked this up before it went live i mean you know we're i mean i think what has happened and, and i think this is a product of just in the modern age of gaming that we live in you know back in the day in television, NES, SNES, Genesis, you had a, a game breaking bug that was not discovered until it went until it went to press. Then you've just got then your game is just is just trash. You know, there was there is no, you know, back end patching over the internet. And I think we I think some game to some studios see this as a I mean, we saw it with Cyberpunk, right? We'll just throw the game out and we'll just patch it up as time goes on. Exactly. Now, maybe for maybe for companies that have a staff of four, five, six hundred people, that's doable. But obviously, for this three hundred staff uh, company, uh, add on to the complications of work uh, of work situations with COVID, this was a bigger uh, a, a bigger uh, cud to chew than they were able to handle. And it, it's almost like, you know, they fixed the they fixed the thing and then other people are saying, hey, you know, my 90 hour character is just wiped out, you know, after this problem was supposedly resolved. And th- this is just this is just unacceptable. I'm sorry. I hundred percent agree. And I think that's what's so crazy about it is is that mentality of we can fix it later. And I totally think that that's that that because now everything is 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 a service and everything is online they can just immediately just go ahead and oh we're just gonna we're just gonna patch it up for you don't worry about it you know we're gonna patch this up and it's like no you know just just deliver a quality content and i think and i think and so i don't and i don't know why you know like 
for some reason, I'm willing to give people can fly the benefit of the doubt and say like, okay, they're trying, you know, they're trying to change it up. They're trying to do, to do quote unquote better. So I'm like, okay, but when, but when, you know, big ass companies like CD project red do that, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just not as willing to swallow that pill, so to speak. So especially for a single player game, I mean, come on, give me a break. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, just, just take the time, you know, get this shit taken care of. It's fine, you know. And then, and then the fact that they had to, they literally had to, um, like delay the game a couple of times. And so, and I'm thinking that this is still what's going on, even though you had to delay it. Like, I, I want to support you guys, but y'all are just making it really hard. <laughs> you make it really hard. Yeah. They've been really diligent, though. They were posting a lot over the release weekend during the mm-hmm. Easter weekend and trying to resolve things. Uh, currently, right now, they released the PS4, PS5 patch. So now that uh, crossplay between PS3, uh, PS4, <laughs> PS5, and PC is good to go. And then they released the Xbox patch earlier today on there. So crossplay is enabled between Xbox One, Xbox Series, and uh, PC as well on there so there's been an issue with crossplay. in fact we haven't really talked about in our um playlist but you know, i had technical issues playing with des this last week i had actually had to my my game actually froze so much i had to actually unplug my ps5 <laughs> because I was, uh, yeah it bricked yeah. yeah it bricked my damn system so yeah you, you literally have to you literally have to get out um and whenever you and I think it's I think and I honestly believe it's the it's the it's it's just the the connection to the servers you know? and it's, just, it's just, so, yeah. yeah because it's like I'll be we'll be straight up playing normally everything's gold everything's golden everything's great and then I'll leave and he's just like Joe's just like airs out like he airs out and then I leave and then or or I'll leave and leave him in and then I error out and this is like there's just so many errors. And I send and I send those error, error messages back all the time. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's you know just get this done. Send oh this yeah, error no, message that, that that's that writers in a nutshell. Basically, you quit, and my instance will end right then and there. Yeah, I'm kicked out of the game, and that error is out. So, so there's no true, there's not even true, dropping, uh, dropping, drop in, drop out play. No, no, because when I when I when I left when I left to leave Joe. Um, I aired out and I, and it kicked him out. So no, there really isn't. Wow. So, it's, yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't we're, know. We're having some. Maybe weird I should issues. play this on Xbox. I don't know. Um, I was playing on <laughs> Xbox and the same stuff was occurring on Xbox. No, like I first... mean, but at least if it's on Game Pass, I won't have it. it, it I wouldn't have had to pay for it. I mean, I don't mind paying for games, but I want to pay for games that actually work. You yeah, already bought, you already bought the game, though, right, Kim? Yeah, I already bought it. Yeah. Oh, there you but go. I mean, I, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you know. But if it ain't working, you can sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, that's true. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess my other question is, how do you make right someone who's lost almost a hundred hours on their character, all the gear? How do, how do you go about making making that time spent? Uh, a hearty how handshake. Do you how do you restore it? A hearty handshake and, a, oh, and, a, and I'm sorry. They figure it out because they posted on Reddit, their Reddit Outrider 
uh, channel on there saying that they are still working hard on restoring any of the um, gear that have been lost for people. This was two hours ago that they posted this. So, so, oh. and so I could read directly from the Reddit Outriders thread on here, but uh, this is from Square Enix. This is from the community manager on Reddit. It says, um, since the recent patch, we've seen an increase in reports of this issue, resolving the inventory wipers are top priority and will remain so until fixed. And then they had a thing, uh, new info gather thread for this issue has been posted. We still intend to run a one-off mass restoration. So anyone affected by this will still see their items restored. Uh, here's our intentions for this restoration. Restoration should take place on a specific day and should be a one-time event. The exact date is to be announced but we're hoping this occur in the coming weeks we will update you when we have confirmation of date and timings we will only be able to restore the most valuable tiers of items lost epics and legendaries will be unlikely to restore an inventory full of blue gear as they stated the restoration wow. uh, will not be additive to your inventory it should not replace your current inventory just in case you decide to play on and start a new character and the restored items may not have the same exact stats as the lost items so oh, okay. uh your god rolls maybe bye bye <laughs> so wow so and also you may have blue you know blue gear that's better than legendary gear as i understand the mod system in this game you can make any weapon that that accepts mods with the right mods you can make it uh you can make it a real game changer almost so if you've got it that blue that you have just tuned to perfection and you're a victim of this of 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 this of this bug well there goes all that hard work you know yep. they also added unacceptable you know Note that restoration will not be possible for items that were acquired, but where the game connection was terminated before an autosave could complete, as those items would never have made it to our, your server inventory oh and their gosh. logs. Such suspended autosaving is notable when the yellow autosave icon stays active for a longer period of time. For any individual restorations that were missed or that occur in the future, we plan to equip our teams to help on an ad hoc basis. So... <laughs> They are going to help individuals just in case they have any issues on here. Please note that our, these are our intentions that we are providing here for transparency. While we try our hardest to make things right, we unfortunately cannot make guarantees for the specifics of the above or the timeline of this as we may run into technical difficulties that delay our work. The accolades wipe issue is something we're looking into as well whether we can run as part of such a one-off restoration or whether we'll need to tackle these cases on a one-by-one -one basis. Accolades are a more complex piece of data per profile than a piece of equipment. So working through a solution here is taking more time. So, mm -hmm. so that I, trade, that trade bump goes into effect tomorrow, right? Yep. You got mm -hmm. it, man. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. That's, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. So, <laughs> And uh, that's unacceptable. I'm sorry, it's unacceptable. Uh, well, well, that's the kid for playing it too, too, too hardcore. That's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they also posted here that Outriders are people can fly are preparing an appreciation package for launch window players to make up for server issues. So, 
I mean, hey, so this, this is the makeup, the depth, the fact that it was unplayable for many in a handful of days after it came out. Uh, it got so bad that PC and console players' matchmaking had to be disabled. So, so those who played Outriders between March 31st and April 11th are eligible for the appreciation package. Those who get an automatic inventory wipe restoration also get the package as well. So uh, uh, here's what your highest level character will get. A level appropriate legendary weapon, a level appropriate amount of titanium, the emote frustration, which is uh, otherwise unattainable at this moment in time. The irony here was not intentional, but it's fitting. People can fly set. So. Mm -hmm. And there is no release for this uh, package as of yet. But uh, yeah, because well, they put it out now, it might delete that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, 100%, Kev. Like, <laughs> here's your package. Oh, game's gone. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they, they talked about the patch. They said, We're confident these fixes will address the majority of crashes reported, as there are only a handful of root causes that with the crashes they generate appear in a number of places. Uh, the patch will change the default matchmaking settings from open to close for um, crossplay, which should help prevent randoms from popping into your solo game uninvited. Which I liked. Which I like. You can literally, like, you. It, the default is off now. So when you sign on, the default is off. So you don't have to remember to turn it off if you don't want randos popping in your game. I think that's. I think that's a pretty good um, addition. Yeah, and so this will help improve the matchmaking times as the queues are less likely to be overwhelmed by the sheer volume of constant matchmaking requests generated by all these games being open and trying to you know pair with random players. They're also doing a balance change with the patch too, uh, so they are changing some of the character classes. Uh, they're nerfing the trickster, the technomancer, and also the pyromancer with the um, fix. Uh, they're they're rebalancing on that, so the only um, character class that's not touches the devastator which is the like you know tank the melee guy on there so melee gal on there so you know i'm but playing you, the devastator that's why yeah so but yeah if you want to go and look to see what the changes are there are uh, significant nerfs on there so so we'll see yeah, I guess there was an exploit too. Players were repeating uh, historian bounty hunt and monster hunt quest. Uh, they were generating legendary items for each subsequent completion on there. So the players were repeating these quests in combination with the multiplayer bug to farm legendaries. Yeah, I tell you, people exploit behavior. <laughs> people, I swear to God, people are just they they will find a way. <laughs> Oh, I remember the loot cave in Destiny, but that was something different. I was just going down and just, okay, you got this loot? Okay, let's go at it. Let's go. We're Not like I'm hacking or doing anything cray-cray to try to get all this gear. I mean, we enjoyed the loot cave until they, like, shut it off. But <laughs> You know, this may, be, this may be the perfect Black Friday acquisition. I mean, the irony is not lost on everybody. I mean, like, this is some really sad stuff. It's like, I really wanted you guys to be better. And just, you're Maybe not. by then they'll have fixed all this stuff and I can go in and, and enjoy the game because I did enjoy the demo. Uh, but, yeah, I ain't, I ain't about to start to, you know, to put in X amount of hours into a character just to have them have it wiped. So, 
this might be a revisit at a later date type of thing. Well, there's always eBay, Kev, or mm-hmm. GameStop, I guess. So. so, good deal. Okay, next news story. This is kind of big uh, yesterday on the interwebs. Uh, Jason Schreier, of course, uh, noted sleuth and investigative reporter uh, has reported that Naughty Dog is working on a Last of Us remake, according to his report. So mm. what what happened is that, I guess, for whatever reason, there was a graphics design group within Sony Santa Monica Studios called Visual Arts Service Group on there. And basically what they did is they wanted to kind of work and do their own thing and um, kind of, you know, they got tired of being the support studio to Naughty Dog and to Insomniac and the other Sony studios and they wanted to work on their own thing and so they let like a 23 person team back in 2019 start working on a remake of Last of Us on there so and I guess for whatever reason uh, Sony was kind of not feeling it not feeling it they were not funding them they were letting them work on it but at the same time they were kind of not like really super responsive and so at some point they took the um project away and handed it back to naughty dog on there so naughty dog is currently according to jason schreier working on it also too um sony ben the developers of days gone pitched a sequel to the game oh yeah that's been gone but although the first game had been profitable, its development had been lengthy and a critical reception was mixed. So a day gone two wasn't seen as a viable option. So what happened with Sony Bend was Sony Bend was helping Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game. And then the second team at Sony Bend was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. So, and obviously Sony Bend didn't want to be back to like working on support projects or whatnot so they basically jason schreier reported that they have pulled that uncharted title from sony ben and now they're working on a new ip at the moment so so that's what the current goings on with but uh, they basically got some people on the inside quoting saying that sony is uh, obsessed with quote-unquote blockbuster games and that uh, it's stirring unrest at the PlayStation Studios within on there. Uh, the leadership of the new studio initially working on The Last of Us remake has disbanded. Some of them have left Sony directly. Some staff at Sony Bend, including top leads, were unhappy with being assigned the Uncharted game, and they straight ass left too. So uh, the suggestion is Sony is no longer interested in taking creative risk and instead has a fixation on teams that churn out hits. Uh, of course, they kind of look upon like the recent disbanding of uh, Sony Japan Studio as being one of the bellwethers on there. And that, uh, you know, the hubbub on the inside is that the people that are currently in charge only want to have big blockbuster games and nothing else on there. So, so of course, a lot of people online were getting kind of irritated by this because last of us got a remaster on ps4 a lot of people feel that the the game in itself by itself shouldn't have a second remake (laughs) or remaster be done uh, that's not necessary but 
I'm thinking they're looking at their HBO Max show, and uh, they're looking to see as far as what will create the most interest in redoing Last of Us 1, I guess, is something that they feel should be done. What's your guys' opinion on this? This is yet again another sign that Sony has gone astray a bit in this current administration. Uh, uh, go, oh, go ahead, Des. I don't... I mean, <laughs> it's funny that they're like, you know, they just want, you know, blockbuster hits and this and that. And I'm like, well, they are a game studio. And they do yeah. need to, you know, make, make their bottom line. So, yeah. I mean, and this is the IP that's, you know, giving giving them money so i can i mean that's they're they're opting on their success so i mean i understand yeah i I honestly understand you know their frustration and their anger about that but at the same time it's like well you know that's kind of the nature of the beast unfortunately yeah, but why go backwards? I mean, that's like they should get the that they, they were noted to be working on a multiplayer portion of Last of Us Two, the factions multiplayer, and they haven't released any 4K patch or anything for PS5. So, There's money, like, Joe. Money. They should be working on the Last of Us Three. I don't know how Last of Us Two ends. Whether there is a, you know, it's called money, Joe. I know it's called money. You want to get paid. People want to get paid you know they're like look i got i got you know baby sack boy to feed i need to get money you know <laughs> i know there's a tons of fans right now online they're clamoring and petitioning for uh days gone to to be put back into you know, fruition so yeah but i mean how many of those people are actually going to buy it i mean, I mean if, a lot of people a lot of people petition for a lot of stuff yeah, and how many people are going to actually put money behind it? I mean, yeah. I mean, here, here, here's the, here's how I see it. You know, um, I've heard a lot of people complaining and saying that you know I don't I you know this this whole blockbuster thing is a bad idea, and I have to sit back and I have to wonder. Well, it's these blockbuster games that put them in the number one spot. With the P in the PS4 generation and in the end of the PS3 generation, they're rolling with the same thing. And and I have to say, just speaking for myself, I mean, I love a good old fashioned retro beat 'em up. I mean, River City Girls was was a contender for my game of the year when it Fantastic the year it came game. out. But I'll be damned if I spend five hundred dollars on on a console. And the best looking game I've got is River City Girls. That ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna fly. Um, I don't want the best looking game to even be what Outriders has turned out to be. I mean, Outriders is not an ugly game, but it ain't the best looking game I've ever seen. And it's buggy as all get out. Characters are being character gear is being deleted. Uh, blockbusters is what I want to see particularly on, on on the PlayStation brand. And yes, are there going to be some titles that are going to be missed? Yeah, I'm, am I going to miss the uh, Gravity Rush type games and the um, and some something like uh, 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 Puppeteer? You know, some of those uh, artistic and maybe genre redefining smaller titles? Yes, but at the same time, I didn't buy this console so I can see 8 and 16-bit graphics. And I didn't buy this console so I can see 
single A and maybe a couple of double double A uh, games. I want to see the blockbuster stuff. And I, again, being a multi console owner, I have a Switch. If the only place that I if if my the only place I can play River City Girls two is on the Switch or on PC, I have those options. You know, um, I'm I'm kind of feeling that at least in this in this situation, Sony is trying to run with the horse that brung them, and then people are you have people that ha- are getting mad because oh well I really like this one particular niche game and I've been there too. There have been I'm mad as hell that I never got a God Hand too, mm-hmm. but. Not enough people bought it. The studio that created it is is disbanded, from what I understand, or ab- absorbed into other parts of Capcom, or have left the stu- that that stu- that, that 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 was a clover that was a clover game, Kev. Is so. it clover with Capcom, or weren't they part of Capcom or something? They disbanded and and formed Platinum. Well, that's what I said. That studio is no longer together. So yeah, yeah, they moved on to Platinum Games. Yeah, so that studio no not, no longer together yeah. and. Not enough people bought the game to warrant a sequel, so it is what it is. So you know, yeah. I I mean that's just that's just the way that's that's just that's just the way I see it. I mean, people people have to have something to we complain about the wrong stuff. Not that complaining is bad necessarily, but we complain about the wrong stuff sometimes. And I think yeah. this might be one of them. It's always good to want more. I mean, I, I would would have preferred them keeping Japan Studio in place. I would prefer that you know we could have gotten like all everything on the menu, you know, versus just the the big you know main main dish. On oh, everyone here. does. You know, I was kind of thinking to myself if they had something comparable or baking something similar to Games Pass on PlayStation, that they could have let the double a teams like the sony japan teams run wild with you know games like patapon and loco roco and you know knack and whatnot and make them like day one like you know service games and then bust it out with the blockbuster games of some sort and did an ea play type of approach where you maybe got the first couple hours for free and, and be able to purchase these games bigger games with a discount and kind of work that but they they are basically just concentrating on all these games they're making movies on these games and they're going um full brunt on a lot of the stuff so like the uncharted movie is going to be on netflix they made an agreement with netflix to bring certain movies after they leave the theater to uh that as far as you know Based on games, I know uh, Ghost of Tsushima has a script and they're working on a movie at the moment. So, you know, it's like this is what they're looking at with this whole PlayStation Studios bit. And uh, we're going to talk about our next news story, too, where they're just looking to take these IP and hopefully not run them into the ground. But they're going to try to take them for, for all that they're worth, basically. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's since I mentioned the next news story, let me go and bring that up here. Uh, PlayStation is hiring someone from within to be able to go ahead and make a push into mobile gaming on here. So, so they have yeah. a jo- job advertisement for head of mobile <laughs> PlayStation Studios. 
that they're looking for someone to focus on successfully adapting PlayStation's most popular franchises for mobile. The person that they're hiring is going to be uh, responsible for building and scaling a team of mobile leaders and will serve as the head of this new business unit within PlayStation Studios. So, so as you well know, I mean, Sony did try in the past to create uh, certain games on mobile, including like uh, Endless Runners, Run Sackboy Run. There was a Uncharted Fortune Hunter puzzle game released on mobile. They had an AR God of War app on there and they had some playstation 4 playlink games on here and uh, of course uh, they've published with the playstation mobile brands certain ports on the pc including you know horizon everybody's gone to the rapture and days gone coming soon to steam as well so so uh, i don't know if this is something that is part of their multi-tier approach with creating like Uncharted the movie, Uncharted the new sequel video game, Uncharted the mobile game, you know, whether they're just going to uh, try to take these IPs and take them to the, to, to the house, you know, so. But you think there's, there's a possibility of possibly some uh, fatigue with all of this business? I think there's a risk of fatigue. Um, I think that I think we're at a point now where we want to see what else uh, Naughty Dog can do. We're at a point where I think we're at a point where we want to see what else. Uh, and I think really the one that's really, you know, doing bombastically is kind of is, is Insomniac. I mean, they can go from Spider-Man to Ratchet and Clank. And I think we're seeing what I think that is that is the kind of variety that I want to see from Sony first party studios. But in particular, you know, when you're talking Naughty Dog, I mean, I think we're I don't want them to turn to turn them into, okay, you guys are the uncharted Last of Us factory. I mean, we've got one company that does that with with their studios already. We don't need another one. Um, I think it would be a good idea to maybe, if you're going to do the movies for these franchises, then that means you're not going to you're not going to bring out another game for those franchises for another two to three years, and just let the movies or the uh series cable series shows kind of kind of do that work for you and kind of maintain that interest and then come back to the actual video game uh ip for an actual game some two to three years down the line when you can actually do something innovative with it in the meantime i want to see what other genres these studios can tackle a studio like naughty dog can tackle well, then they could create these new IPs that they could create movies and other media on as well and do it yeah. that way versus yeah. just, yeah. you know, because God forbid, I want no acclaim like Uncharted, the movie, the video game business <laughs> <laughs> in the mix because that, that, that's a past I don't want to repeat in the future for sure. So. I, I don't think that's, that would happen under on Naughty Dog's current leadership. I think Neil is a bit of a perfectionist and he wants his, I think if it's going to have the Naughty Dog name to it, I think he wants it to actually mean something. So, but there is still the risk, even with a perfect, you know, with a well 
well-produced coded game or even a well-produced series that if you hit them with both a game and a series, you run the risk of IP fatigue. Even if both products are superb, folks are just going to get tired of going to that same IP well all the time. So yeah, I think if Forza going, and Halo, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you're going to if you're going to do that, then all right, we're going to go ahead with these the, this Uncharted movie or series, and we're just going to let though let that media carry that IP interest for the next two to three years until we can actually come back and do something truly innovative with it. But in the meantime, while that's cooking, we've got this new idea for this new game, for this new genre that we've got, and we're going to push forward with that. I think that's the balance that they've got to hit. Otherwise, and yeah, it is going to be IP fatigue. Yeah, and right now we're only seeing the peek behind the curtain because Jason Schreier is doing his usual skunk work. You know, he's revealing you know stuff that probably yeah. shouldn't have been revealed in the to begin with on there so we're not seeing if there's any other initiatives behind the curtain that they're working on right now i mean sucker punch could be working on something besides ghost of tsushima too even though that would be nice and uh obviously whether you know insomniac's working on something else besides ratchet and clank or a spider-man sequel we'll have to see on there so we'll see what's up with all this business but uh you know hopefully playstation mobile that's not my bag i could tell you that des i don't think that's something that you want to see either right no yeah not at all i think that they're gonna try it because this is possibly a new avenue for money i think they're seeing what um they're seeing what um apple is doing you know apple's making money from from their arcade and I think Sony's just trying to see if they can get some money off it too. We'll see what happens. See if those games are any good. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they'll be good in the Asia markets or whatnot. But. Hope so. I mean, it is, I mean, this this is after what we talked about last week with them closing uh, stuff for PSP and Vita. I mean, of course, why would they still make games for that if they're moving into the mobile markets? Everyone has a yeah. phone. They don't need to worry about. Uh, to, to to quote. Um, blizzard everyone has a phone or you have a phone don't you so so like <laughs> oh, if you're already buying phones then you you can just put put it on that so oh who knows maybe we'll see a local roco for the phone or soul sacrifice to electric boogaloo but we'll who see. knows all right that's the news for this week gentlemen well all right so <clears throat> with that we've got contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to send your uh, comments if you've heard something that you want to respond to, or even if you would like to be a part of the show and let us interview interview you to get your opinions about our favorite hobby, that being gaming, out to our listeners. You're going to want to send that email feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at gamingvessels, and individually we have our own social media accounts, I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PSN, I can be found at Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. On Xbox Live, I can be found at Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as before. Uh, 
also, I do have my my Twitch my Twitch number. I'm not Twitch. My Switch <laughs> number, and it is seven six five eight two one five five three three zero nine. Which uh, you know I'll be playing probably playing some Monster Hunter Rise on there. So feel free to join me there. So, Des, where can they find you at? All right, my friends, <laughs> you can find me on uh, PSN and Steam at Nemo Tigger N E M O. T-G-G-R. And you can find me on Twitter at TheNemo6. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Uh, spell it out, no numbers. And then my Nintendo friend code is uh, 5280-6674-4519. And again, as always, please let us know how you heard about us. You know, mention mention the, the, um, the podcast uh that way we know we're talking to people and not bots so joe where can folks find you buddy on twitter i am forwarding a bunch of contest entries at joe fongul to me f-o-n please be this man's friend so we can send it to you too just saying please you're my best you're my besties right there you're gonna get get all the entries dude yeah. I am forwarding all that funny business to you buddy you can at least you could like share some of it with me or something yeesh I'm getting a Space Invaders package coming pretty soon. In fact, it's in coming in the mail from Germany. So I, uh, there's a reason why I do these things. So uh, of course, of course. So, <laughs> and on PSN, you can find me uh, under the username Kaminagara. Also on Steam, it's uh, K A M U N A G A R A. On Xbox, uh, you can find me under the same username with six nine nine five at the end. And then my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409 on there. So. Well, all right. So that's going to bring episode 120 of Gaming Vessels to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and again, thanks to everyone who is active on our Discord servers. Thanks for those who respond to our our main events. Uh it's uh, we're we're just happy that we that we're getting uh, this level of interaction uh, from those who listen to our show, uh, both on the discords on our Discord channels and responding to our our actual episode questions. So it's much appreciated. I mean, without you guys, we'd just be three dudes just yapping about games into the ether. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely yeah. appreciate y'all. Yeah, definitely join the Discord. If you want to play anything with us, definitely let us know there. I mean, I have no problem throwing the Discord uh, chat up if we want to play some Monster Hunter Rise. Like, listener Gerald uh, asked me to play some Monster Hunter World with him, so I'm downloading it on my Xbox, and we're going to start a new character and roll that on Monday. So, I mean, if you want to play something, let us know. We'll play with you. So, Absolutely, absolutely. So... For Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka Cat Daddy, aka Gamer Step Daddy, aka yeah, I, did, I mentioned the Bay Area Terror already. Yeah, I'm starting to lose my AKAs. <laughs> you did. Uh, for for all for those two fine gentlemen, I am Shonuff seventy one saying. We will be back next week with a new show. Peace.